Hello and welcome back to Make It Sacred. I am Courtney Barr and this is episode number six. I'm so happy that you're joining me today. I'm really excited about this episode because I think that it's a very important thing to talk about during this time of year and that is holiday stress. Holidays can be absolutely magical. I love the holidays. Full disclosure, it is February, (laughs) it is November 24th, and I already have all of my Christmas decorations up in my house. I am sitting in my living room currently looking at my fully decorated tree. So that should give you an idea of how much I love the holidays. However, the holidays are always going to have areas that cause us stress and anxiety. And I wanted to talk about ways that we can support ourselves through this time so that we don't get to January 2nd and are completely burnt out by all of the festivities of the holidays. I think that holiday stress can be show itself in many different ways for many, many different people. I think that it could be anything from the fact that maybe you don't get along very well with your family. And so being around them at this time of year can be maybe a little detrimental to your health, either physically or mentally or emotionally. Uh, Maybe you do get along with your family, but you are a perfectionist and you worry about making sure that everything is perfect. The food at Thanksgiving or the fact that everybody has a perfect place setting or that everyone gets the perfect gift. I don't know. There's so many things that we put stress on ourselves over for the holidays. And I think we forget to enjoy the magic that is around us at all times during this time of year. And I I want to say, and this is something that I don't have a statistic on, but it was something that I've heard before, and I don't want to be spreading false information, but it seems like something that could n- be, be true, that you know, depression rises during this time, anxiety rises during this time, unfortunately, even suicide rates maybe rise during this time, because while... A lot of people do have families and friends that they can gather with during this time. For those who don't, it can be very, very lonely. And I really wanted to just shout out to those people as well that this time can be about connecting with yourself as well. I was talking to somebody the other day and she made a really good point. We were talking about boredom and what is boredom? And she said, boredom is not feeling full within yourself. It's feeling lonely. It's feeling like something is missing. The creative outlet that we as humans need in order to feel whole and complete in and of ourselves is missing. And so we can baby step by baby step kind of create more agency and more power in that area by doing maybe a little bit of some of the things that we talk about today so that we can feel complete and whole on our own and also be able to hold space for the part of ourselves that does feel lonely and sad during this time without it letting, without it letting, without it taking over the entire part of our being if that makes sense, because it's not healthy to be quote unquote positive all of the time. But 
how am I, how am I trying to say this? I just posted about this in the Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at make it sacred podcast on Instagram. But I wrote something and it said, let yourself feel all your feelings. Nobody's saying don't feel your feelings. Let them wash through you. Let them be an experience that you have, but don't dwell on them. Don't attach so much to those feelings that you let them become part of your identity. Dwell on the things that bring you joy. Dwell on the things that make you feel grateful and happy and excited and playful and all of those wonderful things that we want to bring into our life on a daily basis that make us happy, right? So of course, feel the feelings, but when you start dwelling and ruminating on the negative stuff, that's when you have to catch yourself and go, okay, wait a second, I'm getting pulled down into that rabbit hole. And is that really where I want to live? Because that is then a choice. That's not to say that there are people that don't have chemical imbalances in their brains. That's a totally different topic. But for the most part, that's a choice that we make subconsciously most of the time. So be easy and graceful with yourself when you do find yourself in that space. There's no judgment there. This is a coping mechanism that you developed. This is a wound that needs to be healed. And so what it needs from you is not shame, criticism, or judgment. It needs love, love, and more love. So yay, we're talking about holiday stress. So I've kind of broken it up into a couple of different categories that I think are some of the most important things that we need to be conscious of when we go and move into the holiday season where we are going to be around a lot of people, friends, families of origins, families of choice, and making sure that we're maintaining boundaries for ourselves and for our own well-being. So that's the first topic that we're going to cover, and it's setting boundaries, which I think is hard for most people. It can be anything from being codependent to being a people pleaser to feeling indebted to family or having family members who are really good at like playing a martyr and making you feel guilty. Like There are so many dynamics that go on within families that can be unhealthy for everybody involved. And so boundaries are very, very important. And I'm not saying by any means that they are easy. Boundaries are freaking hard, but you need to know that these are non-negotiable for your mental and emotional and sometimes even physical health in all situations and relationships. So I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's absolutely necessary and non-negotiable. And it's just one of those things that if for whatever reason you ever felt guilty or bad or like you were making the wrong decision, I am giving you full permission right now to set those boundaries without guilt or shame, regardless of how other people take that experience. Because other people and how they experience your decisions and your lifestyle, that's for them to figure out. That is not your business. And they may try and make it your business, and they may try and force you to come in and resolve whatever it was that was triggered within them when you made a certain decision, but it's not your job. Absolutely not your job to help them through their experience. That is their own process. That is their own healing journey. And for you to come in and try and help them is robbing them of an opportunity for growth. 
actually. So you're actually doing them a disservice, even if it feels uncomfortable at the time, and even if they feel abandoned at the time, it's not, it's a false reality. It's a false reality. So boundaries, you have to know what you want and what you want to do so that you feel very confident in your decisions. So you need to know before going into any situation, what is acceptable? What is unacceptable? What is it that you want? What is it that you are willing to do or put up with so that you have a very clear idea of where those boundary lines rest? You don't need to talk to this, talk to anybody about this. You don't need to voice this to anybody. You don't need to announce it to anybody because it's really nobody's business but your own. You can if you want to, but sometimes I feel like coming in with these super strong boundaries and like proclaiming them to people is this like false bravado that you're trying to act more powerful than you feel and that it actually diminishes your power. So there's something about just this quiet power that resides inside of you, this quiet confidence of knowing who you are, what you want, what you'll put up with, and where you'll draw the line, and then being able to walk away when that's not the case. You have to ask yourself, like, what are you willing to fight for? Like, what battles are worth fighting for? right? If you know a certain person's going to act a certain way, or you know a certain situation may present itself, like, is it worth the fight? Is it worth the argument? Is it worth, worth the stress and the drama to try and explain why it's inappropriate or why it doesn't work for you? Because really, aren't you just wasting your own time and energy on a situation that will probably inevitably never be resolved. And you have to use your discernment at this time, right? Because I'm not saying don't use conflict resolution. Conflict resolution is super important. You can't just run away from every single problem and call that boundaries because that's not healthy either. But when people are stressed out, when they're drinking, when they're in situations that are already high stress anyways, like these are not the times for conflict resolution. That comes later. That comes later when emotions have settled down and minds and hearts have calmed down a little bit and and people can come together and talk rationally about a mutual compromise of what will work and what won't work. In the moment, it's okay to set that that firm line of what is agreeable and not agreeable, what is acceptable and not acceptable, acceptable, and like wh- how you're going to react in that situation. And that being said, if you are going to explain this to people, don't make empty threats. Absolutely don't make empty threats because that is completely undermining your power in two ways for the person that you're talking to, because then they're going to lose respect for you if you don't follow through and you're going to lose respect for yourself. Like your subconscious is going to be losing respect for yourself. Like you set this boundary, you've declared it. And then if you don't follow through, you are sending the signal to your unconscious that your word is not trustworthy. And that is not a good place to be in personally for yourself, regardless of anybody else who's involved. You want to know that your word is your bond, right? It's just like in the four agreements, let your word be impeccable. 
I used to hate that agreement actually, because it was very frustrating for me having had anxiety and knowing that there would be situations where I would really want to be involved with something or I'd really want to be able to go to a friend's party or go out and support somebody else or do this, that, the other, the, or the other thing. And then it would get to the day of, and for whatever reason, maybe I wasn't feeling well or something and I'd have to back out. And I used to get so angry at this agreement going, well, how can I be impeccable with my word when I don't know how I'm going to feel? What I didn't realize until later was that I don't know, and let me get back to you, and why don't I see how I feel on that day is being impeccable with your word. You don't have to say yes or no. Things are not black or white. You can speak your truth. And again, however people experience that is for their own healing journey and not yours. So don't make empty threats. Set your boundaries. Remember that you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. That is not your job. And really, what's the point? Again, it might just be a waste of energy on your part because they're already upset. They're already feeling hurt. And it's just going to end up being more drama. That's something that is a possibility for another time. And when emotions are calmed down and conflict resolution can actually take place. When and if you have to have a conversation with somebody about the situation or how you're feeling, it's never a good idea to point fingers. You know, like you're being overpowering and controlling. You're not letting blah, blah, blah. You are drinking and it's making me uncomfortable. Whatever the case may be in any family situation, by pointing fingers, you're making every single person defensive And you are not allowing the free flow of ideas and conversation to take place. So you always want to come from a place of, I feel, I am feeling in this moment, fill in the blank. And by doing that, you are again, owning your own power. You are not shaming or blaming anybody else. And honestly, just as I was saying that everybody else's experience of how you present yourself and the decisions that you make are their own healing journey. The same is true for you. It flips right back around on you. So if somebody is having whatever experience they're having during the holiday season, and it's making you uncomfortable, then you have two options. You can confront them and it's literally not going to do any good. Or you can stop and you can ask yourself, why Does their behavior bother me? And what can I do for myself about that in this moment? Because you can't control other people. You can't have expectations of other people and you can't control them. Those two things will literally make you miserable for the rest of your life. And this is a prime example of that. So use I language, focus back on yourself People are going to be people. Humans are humans. They're going to disappoint you no matter what. Even if they seem like the most perfect human on the planet, they'll inevitably disappoint you. And however they're acting is their decision. And it's your choice whether or not you want to take that and make it an opportunity for healing for yourself and figure out why their actions are triggering for you and then decide whether or not it's worth 
continuing to be in their vicinity and continuing in a relationship with them in any capacity, or if it's better to set the boundary to walk away and not be a part of a relationship with that person, whatever the relationship may be. One really good one, I think, which is a really easy one to do, is set time limits. So if you know you're going into a situation where you're probably going to be uncomfortable, it might be really good for you to say, you know, oh, I have got two hours. I'll go for two hours. And then I have another commitment and I've got to go. And that way it doesn't need to be a fight or an argument and you already have committed to yourself and and let other people know that this is the reality of the situation. Again, people may get disappointed, but maybe it makes it a little bit easier and it makes it easier for you to know that this is not something that you're going to have to endure for like a full day. Like (laughs) I'll come for dinner and then I'll leave, you know, bring a flower as a gift of thanks and then get the hell out of there. (laughs) And then of course the most, 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 most important part, reach out for help, reach out for support. There are so many support groups that can help you through this time. I know that holidays are a really big drinking time. So for people that are uncomfortable with other people's drinking, Al-Anon is an amazing resource for that. If you have uh, parents who don't know how to set their own boundaries and put a lot of pressure on you, Codependence Anonymous is a wonderful place to reach out for. I just heard of Another one the other day, which I didn't know exists, and I don't know if it actually exists or if this was just something someone made up, but it seemed legit, and it was called Emotions Anonymous. I have done no research on this, so I have no information for you on it, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm a fan of Al-Anon, which is for friends and family of alcoholics. I think that they are an amazing resource during this time, and especially if you get hooked up with a really great Al-Anon family, they do have holiday events that are available for anybody and everybody in the program. So if you do have a hard time with your own family of origin and you don't want to be alone during this time, there are plenty of places to go and plenty of people who will welcome you into their own families and know that they are on the same page as you as far as like acceptable behavior and what feels good and what feels safe. Um, so I highly, highly recommend looking into any kind of like anonymous support group. I think they're fantastic, but that doesn't mean that's the only option. And there are, I am a resource. If you are having a struggle and you need help, like you can always contact me or a trusted friend or another family member. Reach out for support. You are not alone. You are never alone. And there are always people out there willing and ready to um, make you feel happy and included and special because you are. And then, but that also comes back to the boredom thing and being able to cultivate practices in your own life that fill that void for yourself so that you're not constantly relying on other people to fill it for you so that you're not lonely, which we'll talk about. But having that support system 
I mean, none of us are supposed to go through this stuff alone and we don't have to. There's always, there's always resources out there. So that's boundaries in a nutshell. Very important part of the holidays. The next one I want to talk about are your routines, your regular routines, the things that you do on a regular basis when it's not the middle of the holiday season. We have all of these parties to go to and events to go to and holidays to celebrate. We hopefully have healthy rituals and routines that we regularly partake in. Maybe it's a certain type of diet. Maybe it's a certain type of exercise routine or meditation routine. Whatever your self-care routines are, it is absolutely the most important thing to not abandon those during this time. It is very easy to let those fall to the wayside when we get really busy during the holidays. And this is the time when all of those are absolutely necessary, right? Because we're already going to probably be eating food that's like not as healthy for us. We're going to be around of a lot of relationships with friends and family that can be interesting to say the least. I I'm hoping that not everybody has toxic relationships with family members. This is not the time to stop your self-care routines. And in fact, I would go above and beyond and say, increase them as needed so that you can maintain your sense of power and individuation and sanity during this time. Absolutely. And go always be aware And always be on the lookout for moments or times when you start to abandon them, right? Because it would be really, it's very easy for somebody who doesn't know you to say, oh, but you don't need to do, you don't need to go to the gym this one night. Just come out to dinner with us. Like if you're an hour late to dinner because you went to the gym, like nobody's going to die. Like take care of you first. You can't serve from an empty cup. You have to fill yourself up first before you can give back to anybody in any capacity. So you are your top priority, always, always, always. And during this time, during this holiday season, that needs to be even more important because we are giving a lot more of ourselves during this time. So keep putting yourself as a priority, maybe even increase yourself as a priority and be very, very vigilant about filling up your own metaphorical cup. Now, some extra self-care tips. I know we probably all have an idea of what we need to do for self-care. I think that is a lot of this is going to be repetitious, but I also think that we need permission sometimes from other people to tell us that we need to go do that or a reminder that this is something that is available to us to access when we're feeling like we need a little bit of extra TLC. And that could be anything. Take a break, walk away, take a walk, go sit down and breathe for five minutes. I have on my Patreon, uh, some pranayama. I'll add another pranayama that I just learned from a wonderful yoga teacher just yesterday. I'll include that 
in my Patreon. That will be the meditation that goes along with this, with this episode. He shared a great story about that. I'm actually I'm not going to share. It's not my story to tell, but maybe he'll share it with you guys. Maybe we can have him on the podcast one day. But anyways, I'll put that pranayama on the Patreon and go onto the Patreon and, and do the breathing exercises, do the meditations. I have a yoga nidra meditation. I have a microcosmic orbit meditation. We have the Nadi Shodana breath. We're going to have the breath that I'm going to do today for you. If meditation's not your thing, like go for just go for a walk, put your headphones in and listen to some music that calms down your nervous system or makes you feel happy and joyous and playful. Give yourself a break. Nature. Be in nature. Whatever that looks like, wherever you are. Take off your shoes and socks. Go walk barefoot in the grass. If you live by the ocean, because I'm in Southern California, go put your feet in the water. Go walk on the sand. Go take a walk in nature. Touch the leaves. Touch the earth. Touch the ground. Watch the bugs. Breathe in the fresh air. Totally disconnect from your phone. Unplug from the crazy holiday energy, just this frenetic energy that's in the air. I think people can feel it. And I think that some people can get overwhelmed by it even. And when you, it's called earthing. When you go out into nature and you, and you connect with your skin onto the earth, actually the negative ions from the earth help to relieve stress. It's very powerful. So go be in nature. Take a bath, put some Epsom salt in a bath or some essential oils or both and let yourself soak. Epsom salt is made of magnesium. Magnesium is very good for the nervous system to help calm it down and bring it back into a parasympathetic mode. So magnesium baths, Epsom salt baths, not only do they soothe muscles, they also calm the nervous system. So go take a bath, put some lavender oil, maybe some eucalyptus oil, And just let your nervous system kind of come back to baseline because that's where you're really going to find that steady, grounded peace that you need amidst everything that's going on and all of the busyness that's happening during this time. Open a book. Instead of scrolling through your phone and being completely overstimulated by everything you're seeing on social media, Put it off to the side and open a book. It doesn't have to be a self-help book. It could be even like a beach read, something that's kind of not even worth really retaining the information, just something to give your mind a break. The most important, I think, and this can be applied to any of the things that we just talked about and I did mention it before, is play. Find a way to feel playful. That could be dancing around your house in the morning while you're getting ready for work. It could be running around with a pet that you love or a child that you know. It could be by yourself or just like running through the park or like swinging on the swings. Like whatever play looks like for you, tap into that. Tap into the innocence and the joy and the glee of like childlike playfulness. And that is so healing on so many levels and brings us so much joy. And it 
pulls us out of the overwhelming feelings that we have during this time. I I feel like adulting (laughs) is like on steroids during this season because not only are we having to pay the bills now we have holidays and I know that in my case like I don't get paid time off I don't get paid holidays so it's like not making quite as much money but now I'm also having to buy gifts for people and traveling for a lot of people lots of food is being bought lots of money is being spent adulting gets real during this time it's a lot So come back to how you felt during this magical time as a child and remember how that felt for you. See if you can tap into that on a daily basis. And I think that would considerably make this time exponentially more enjoyable for you. Alrighty. So now that we've talked about boundaries, we've talked about keeping our routines in place and making sure that we're putting ourselves first as our top priority, and then giving you just a couple of little self-care tips just to give you a reminder of things that will help you and can be done on a daily basis to continue to maintain your mental and emotional sanity. I wanted to talk about mindfulness. So mindfulness is a form of meditation and it's a mental state that is achieved when we are completely immersed in the present moment. And the best way that I know how to do that is by activating your five senses And that's really fun and easy to do during the holidays because there's so much good food. There's so many good smells. There's such beautiful things to look at, Christmas songs to listen to. Like it is so easy to really be mindful and enjoy the moment of this season. And so let's talk about the fun way of doing that first, right? So get a piece of your absolute favorite holiday dessert. And just, it doesn't even have to be that big. It can be a tiny little sliver. And plant yourself somewhere and breathe. And take a small piece of that dessert and smell it. And notice Maybe your mouth starts watering. Maybe you can already start to taste it. Look at it. See what it looks like. Examine the textures, the colors. And then gently place it on your tongue and close your mouth. And at this point, you can either try and let it dissolve or maybe chew it, but very mindfully chewing, noticing every texture every unique combination of flavors, spices. Notice if it brings up any memories. Maybe that's one of the reasons it's your favorite dessert is that it reminds you of time when you were a child or a great memory during the holiday season. Close your eyes and just experience this flavor explosion in your mouth of one of the most favorite things that you've ever eaten. 
and have that experience. Let yourself be there for every bite that's left. And this can take as long as you want it to take. This can take a minute or two. This can take an hour. It's completely up to you and there's no wrong way to do it. And you can do that with anything. I mean, you can light a beautiful Christmas candle to smell while you're washing dishes. You can feel the warmth of the water as it moves over your hands. You can feel the sensation and the difference in the texture as the soap kind of slips between your fingers. I know for me, one of the funnest parts of washing dishes is when I accidentally squeeze the soap too hard and then like all these little bubbles fly up into the air. I just still as an adult find that so beautiful and magical. It's like I giggle like a child when that happens. And just the satisfaction of being able to like clean these dishes You can even bring in a gratitude practice here. I am so grateful for this water. I'm so grateful for this faucet. I'm so grateful for this sink. I'm so grateful for this pan and the food that it held and its ability to heat and nourish us in the tastiest of ways. I'm so grateful for this sponge and the ability to clean and start from a new clean slate. I am so grateful for this drying rack, for this towel, for this fill in the blank. Be present in the moment. And in, and all the while you're smelling this beautiful Christmas candle, maybe you're listening to Christmas carols in the background, or whatever it is. Let yourself be fully present in the moment. This is mindfulness. This is a mindfulness meditation, and this can be accomplished at any point in time throughout the day. Meditation doesn't always have to be sitting down cross-legged back fully straight with no thoughts in your mind. That is a great form of meditation. It is one of the hardest, (laughs) in my opinion. But mindfulness is fun. Oh, mindfulness is great. I was talking to somebody tonight about one of my favorite parts of the holidays is being able to go out and look at the Christmas lights down by the water. And that could be a great mindfulness practice. Put on your coziest of jackets, coziest of shoes. Maybe you even have a beanie on because in Southern California, when it gets below like 65 degrees, then we're like freezing our butts off, right? And just feel the sensation of like the cozy socks on your feet. Feel the sensation of the warmth of the jacket. Maybe you grab your favorite hot beverage, like a nice cup of hot chocolate or tea or coffee, peppermint mocha, and you're walking around and you're smelling the scent of the salt water in the air. Maybe you can see your breath a little bit. You can hear the laughter of children, of other people talking and sharing this experience themselves, noticing how beautiful the lights look from far away. They can create the most incredible, incredible scenes. And then you get close up and it's like just wires and lights. Like, how do they do that? And it's just, it's so beautiful. And let yourself just be there admiring every nuance, every detail find the gratitude and just be in the moment. And 
Mindfulness can be explored in other areas too, even areas that are a little uncomfortable. And we're not even going to go into that today because that isn't, that's, that's a, that's <laughs> a conversation for another episode. Let yourself enjoy this time. I'm trying to allow you guys to tap into ways that you can really have a full experience of this holiday season for yourself and be able to separate yourself from family and expectations and a lot of the other stresses that go along with it, like shopping and food preparation. And I mean, the holidays can be overwhelming for us again as adults. And I think that we just need to have a little reminder and and also permission. I'm giving you permission to let yourself have these experiences during this holiday season and hopefully for many more holiday seasons to come. And maybe this is something that you can teach the people that you love, your spouse, your significant other, your children, because that's the most important part of all of this. I hope with all of my heart that you have an incredible holiday season with your family and that it's as magical as you could ever want it to be. But know that there are so many other ways that you can make this season as magical as possible. I think that's all I have to say. (laughs) I am really excited to let you guys know that I I have gotten some stories in and I do have um, some other stories that I know are on their way. So very shortly, hopefully in the next episode, I'll be able to start sharing some make it sacred stories that other people have And I think that is just going to be a really amazing asset to our community. That being said, if you enjoy this podcast, will you please, please, please go onto iTunes and rate and review me. The more ratings and reviews I get, then the better chance I have of starting to show up in some of the, um, in some of the areas where they like promote podcasts. So it just allows other people to be able to find me easier. So I would really, really, really appreciate that. And if you did want some access to the extra content and meditations and videos that I do, I did actually post a video for a little bit more clarification on the energy work episode. I had a lot of questions about that episode. So I did a clarification uh, video for my patrons. So that If that kind of stuff interests you and you just want to be more connected to the Make It Sacred community, please consider donating to the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash makeitsacred. And all of the money that I get from that just kind of goes straight back into this podcast and being able to make it as amazing as I can for you guys. I have very large dreams of one day being able to have merchandise and just all kinds of amazing things and this big community of people that are super passionate about taking possibly challenging and uncomfortable situations and just making them as beautiful as possible. So I'm really grateful for those who are joining me on this journey. I can't express my gratitude to you enough. I hope you all have an incredible holiday season. Reach out to me if you need resources or just somebody to uh, give you a little bit of support or a pep talk. 
and um, I look forward to, to uh, seeing you guys, seeing you, I can't see you, this is a podcast, <laughs> chatting with you guys on the next episode, thank you so much for being part of this community, happy holidays.